0: Welcome to A Dopamine Kick, yes, another ADHD podcast. We're your
1: hosts, Sparky and Shell.
0: Join us each week and we can hyper-focus together on all things ADHD.
1: This is our journey to diagnosis the challenges, frustrations and humour that come when living with ADHD as adults. Let the interrupting begin!
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hello everyone and welcome to episode 81 of A Dopamine Kick. Today, we are going to be talking about medication options for adults with ADHD.
1: Of course we're talking about medication. One of Shaul's favourite topics. <laughs> but actually, do you know what? It was my idea to talk about this today. Even though Shaul... Cheryl...
0: was! I can't believe you've pinpointed this on me. You begged me to do this. Do you know what?
1: I never begged, right? So let's just put that out there. I
0: was like, I think everybody's sick of hearing me talk about meds now. Yeah, do you know what it
1: was? <laughs> we were talking about meds, as usual. And shell uh, was talking about how... She's took a medication and she never looked at the side effects. And I said, wow, that's a turnout for the books. Because any time that you took any ADHD medication, you literally were like, what are the side effects? Let's get it out the box. Let's look at this. And I thought, because we had this episode coming up already, we should talk about it now. Because the stigma of medication can be very difficult to navigate when you're suffering from ADHD. And I know uh, that I've done this before when I've looked at tablets and I thought, oh, you know, because it's for your brain, you have to think about the side effects and you're looking at the side effect leaflet and you're going, mm-hmm. oh my God, look, what this going to do this, it's going to do that, it's going to do this. And you overthink it. But yet, yeah, I'll go into the medication cupboard. <laughs> I mean, I've got a medication cupboard. <laughs> and I'll take anything else I'll take heartburn tablets I'll take Rennie I'll take headache tablets migraine tablets I've took I've took a lot of things in my life and I've never ever got the box out and had a look at the side effects
0: yeah yeah definitely so yeah, so, so at the moment I'm on antihistamines and um it's giving me a really super dry mouth and I thought that I was just getting really dehydrated, not drinking properly, because that's something that I I do a lot anyway. But I've been drinking so much that... (laughs) Overshare. My pee is clear. Like, I'm literally pissing filtered water. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So I was like, no, I can't be dehydrated because I'm i'm you, you know urinating water must be something else so i had a quick google i haven't even got the box out and looked at the at the, the leaflet i literally did a quick google and found out that the tablets that i'm taking one of the most common side effects for is a dry mouth and yeah i i've been taking them for a week now and i just didn't even occur to me to look at the side effects i wasn't concerned just started popping them whereas most of you will be fully aware that i had a bit of a mini breakdown before Trying L-Vance. <laughs> yeah.
1: If you'd, been ta- if you'd been having this exact same symptom and you were taking l you would have been like, oh my God, it's the L-Vance the first time. Yeah, you, I would have been. You, yeah, you would have been.
0: I would have been tracking it, how many hours it was lasting, when it was worse, what was making it better, <laughs> like Googling what other, pe- other people had it, how did yeah. they solve it. Like, I, I literally <laughs> just mentioned this in passing today, like, oh, I've got a really dry mouth knowing it's those tablets and you were like what <laughs> <laughs> hold on a moment
1: <laughs> hold on how can you casually just talk about medication and yet when it comes to anything to do with your mental health you know it, it's it's a massive it, thing
0: I, I think it's it's all stigma like external and internal stigma around taking medication for your mental health and it's it's so silly because you don't you don't do it for other things you know like if you had a a broken leg or something people wouldn't say to you the kind of things that you hear when you're on any sort of medication for your mental health it's like you don't get told to like just suck it up Mm -hmm. or go for a walk in the sunshine or be grateful for what you have when you're dealing with the pain of a broken bone yeah (laughs) it's like yeah
1: yeah, and a lot a lot of people do say, well, not a lot of people, but you do get people that will say, oh, you don't need those. What are you on those for? You want to get off those as quickly as possible. And I think all this promotes this stigma that taking medication is, is a bad thing. Now, if you've got ADHD, you'll know that the first-line treatment for ADHD is stimulant medication, and people hear that, and they say things like, oh, my God, you know, you're taking speed essentially all of these different things and it promotes this idea that it's going to be terrible for you and that you don't need it when the real concern is that people are struggling with their mental health and they sometimes do need to have medication to help them function better and to develop a quality of life and if you're somebody who is having a poor quality of life and your symptoms are so overwhelming that you struggle to enjoy being in the moment or living your life normally then medication is going to be an option for you and that's the last thing you want to hear is people talking about the negatives of medication now we know we've had we had Alex on the podcast Uh, Alex did say when he came onto the podcast that no medication is safe. And that is true. Every medication has side effects, but everybody is different. And some Mm -hmm. people will take a medication and it will be the best. And other people will take the same medication and it won't be. Like, for example, Shell.
0: Well, we've we've had first-hand experience of that, haven't we? Like, you know, we've spoken to people on the mic and people have emailed in as well, saying how much ADHD medication has change their life for the better and and like the difference is night mm-hmm. and day and you know what a dark place they were in before and and how the meds have turned that all around and and that's amazing
1: and it's not even just with ADHD as well I know people in my life that have taken antidepressants and anti-anxiety medication And they've said to me that these are the statements that they've made is medication saved my life. Some people have really heavily relied on medication to get them through that period. And I think a lot of people that demonize medication is because they've either had a bad time on that particular medication and then don't want to try anything else. Or they've just gone along with the stigma of what they've heard from other people. And fair enough, if you've had a bad reaction to a medication, that is completely that is a completely different thing. But like we said, not everybody is the same. So you can't put everybody into the same box.
0: And I wouldn't necessarily... So so I had a bad... Well, not horrendous, but I didn't have a good experience with any of the ADHD medication that I've tried so far. Um, but I wouldn't put anybody off trying because ultimately, if it doesn't work for you, if it doesn't change your life and it, there are more negatives than positives, you just stop taking it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not yeah. like people, someone was ramming it down my throat. Like, I made the decision to take it and to stop mm-hmm. taking it.
1: And like you said as well, because um, we, we were trying to de- decipher why why people get so anxious about taking drugs for your brain, essentially, your mental health. It must be to do with the stigma, uh, because, like Shell said, you would take medication if you needed it for mm-hmm. anything else without thinking about it.
0: Yeah, like, if you have physical pain in your head, like if you have migraines headaches either you'll you'll take pain medication for that
1: yeah without without a second thought
0: yeah but mental health even though it's you know it's still all the head
1: (laughs) it's still all the head
0: (laughs) it is isn't it
1: (laughs) all tablets work in in very in in the same way reader. they all go to your brain at some point
0: yeah i guess you're right like all all pain is is actually perceived in the brain. So even like a pain relief is modulating your brain's response to something.
1: So now we've talked about the stigma of medication, I'm hoping that if anybody's listening that is struggling to uh, or deciding whether medication is the right option for them, then talk about it to your healthcare professional. Um, Go online and don't just read the negative stories. I'm guilty of this. Sometimes you'll just listen to the worst case scenarios and that will put you off or you'll get the box out and you'll read the negative side effects and you'll think, oh, no, I'm not taking those. Oh, no, I'm not taking those. But I would say that there are people that have benefits. So do try and get a balanced view. Try and look online at people that it's helped. Um, I joined some positive um, groups. So I'll put in like positive name of the medication group um, because you'll get more of a balanced view on those of so people that it's actually helped. So definitely, definitely do your own research um, and and do what's right for you, but also look at a more balanced approach as well. So let's talk about how medication can help you manage your ADHD symptoms and what medications there are for ADHD.
0: Okay, so broadly speaking, they're broken down into stimulants and non-stimulants. Stimulants are the first line, so they're what's recommended to try first as long as there's no health implications that prevent you from doing that. Um, and the stimulants, again, broadly speaking, are either amphetamines or methylphenidate, um, and you can get short acting and long acting versions of both. Uh, non stimulants, the most common one used is atamoxetine. Um, and actually, non stimulants are the area that we don't have an awful lot of experience with. Neither of us have been on a non stimulant for ADHD, and we haven't spoken to anyone that has either. Um, So yeah, non-stimulants are a bit of a mystery still at the moment, Uh, but stimulants, we feel like from everyone that we've spoken to, we've got a pretty good idea of of how they work and and what impacts
1: they have. You've been on various different types of stimulants. Are you going to try medication again, Shal, or are you going to... Give up on the stimulants and try the non-stimulants. Cause you were just saying there that we don't have a lot of experience because we don't speak to anybody. I mean, your prime prime target for using non-stimulants at the moment. <laughs>
0: yeah, so I think I think probably I wouldn't try a non-stimulant. Uh, sorry, I wouldn't try stimulant again because I've tried um I've tried l- at a couple of doses. I've tried methylphenidate at a couple of doses. And I've tried just dexamphetamine at a couple of doses as well. And broadly speaking, they all had the same side effects. Um, mm-hmm. so I don't think another stimulant is gonna be wildly different. I can't I just can't imagine because I've tried both classes and had the same effects with both. I don't think a variation mm-hmm. of that class is gonna is gonna be the magic. Um, I would not rule out trying non-stimulants. Um, I definitely am interested in trying Atomoxetine in the future Um, the thing that puts me off, so two things put me off really the first is it's a a delayed onset so you have to take it for a couple of weeks before you start to see any difference Um, so that's like the first thing is that I've got to remember to take this for a couple of weeks without any noticeable difference in my life so that's something that I will find incredibly challenging Um, but secondly, it's sort of a a bit fear related because if it takes a couple of weeks to build up in your system, then that means if I'm having side effects, there's the potential that they could take longer to dissipate as well. Whereas before with the stimulants, at least, although I was having a bad time, as soon as I came off them within a day or two, it was all over. Whereas with atomoxetine, there's a potential that if I'm having a shit time, I might have a shit time for like a month or so. Um, so that's quite, Yeah. something that i'll have to really i think plan when's the best time and now is not not a good time in my life to be um starting that but i will do in the future it's definitely on my thing on my list of things that i my bucket list of things that i want to try (laughs) if only for podcast content
1: (laughs) we've talked about the negative side effects of all of those different things that shale's just mentioned with regarding stimulants because shale's been on them all and they've not been the best for you. We've also had people on the podcast that have talked about the benefits of the medication. So let's talk about the considerations when starting or adjusting to medication. Mm -hmm. So as you said, Shell, sometimes you get side effects. The side effects can make you feel sleepy or they can make you feel slow. So those are considerations that you need to consider when you are starting medication. As Shell just said there, You've got to find the right time to start the medication as well. So
0: yeah, like in an ideal world, I would have been like locked in a cabin, like maybe not locked, locked a bit extreme, but you know, I would have been not at work, maybe even away, able to be away from home for a couple of months. And then I could have really sort of played about with it and, but I didn't have the option to do that. And most people don't have the option to do that. Yeah, um, but I would I mean say... as Shell
1: Shell always does this she goes really extreme last week she talked about how you have to have neutral walls all the week before about you had to have neutral walls to get to sleep and now she's saying you need to be in a log cabin to find the right dose <laughs> uh,
0: I mean no I'm saying I would have been ideal I didn't do it I, I don't have a log cabin to go to or, or the ability to take that level of time off work um, but I guess what I'm getting at is if you've got something big coming up although I would never discourage anyone from trying medication, I think everybody, if they're safe to do so with ADHD, should try it because it might change your life. Yeah. Um, I would plan the timing of that, you know. Maybe if you're, like, on the run-up to your wedding, say, not a great time to suddenly start trying meds, wait until that's died down. Just in case you have a, a horrible time.
1: Right, any more considerations um, when starting or adjusting your medication, Shell?
0: I don't think so, because most of it, so most of the things that you have to watch out for, things like um, irregular heart rate and that sort of stuff, would all be addressed by your healthcare provider anyway. Um, So I think making sure that you're happy with your level of supervision in titration is probably a big one. Making sure that you've got good access to your provider and um, you feel comfortable with their level of knowledge and the support that they're giving you. Um, Because you really shouldn't have to be worrying too much about things like adjusting the dose... Um, you should be confident um, to let them sort of take the lead within the realms of what you're comfortable with
1: and then there's also complementary approaches to medication so if you're somebody who's tried medication like Charles and it hasn't worked you haven't had a very good time or you're just in general don't feel like you need it um, or you're not willing to go down the route of medication there are different things that you can do so there's things like therapy lifestyle changes And self-care practices. Now, we'll be talking about some lifestyle changes next week when we talk about exercise. So we'll leave the lifestyle changes regarding exercise to a limit this week because we'll be talking about that next week. But therapy is a really good one because that can address different things that are going on in your life and um, get you the help and support that you need to get to the root cause of some of your problems. So um, that's a really good option to try.
0: I would say therapy is as important as medication. I don't think it should be an either or. I think, I mean, I might be over-generalising here, but I think anybody that has a, a late diagnosis of ADHD, so has lived and known with ADHD their whole life, probably needs therapy. Like, there's, there's scars yeah. and, and wounds and trauma that comes mm. with that. So, yeah, I I, I think therapy is essential
1: really it depends what type of therapy so there's different types of therapy if you just want a low-key therapy that's going to help you with not anything specific and it's going to help change your thought patterns and processes then cbt is probably a great one for you
0: i think you definitely have to have the right therapy don't you it's not just a case of any therapy will do you need to have any therapy it needs to be yeah any therapy <laughs> it needs to any be therapy to will what, do
1: what your needs are but this is another thing people don't know what what therapy is best for them because sometimes yeah. it's really difficult to kind of navigate, isn't it? Like sometimes you might want to talk about the past and sometimes you don't. So when we, I think therapy gets thrown around like, oh, just therapy. I think when you talk about the different types of therapy, that's when you can get an understanding because you can have hypotherapy. I mean, I had that and that really worked for me. But that's not something that they offer on the NHS in the UK. But I mean, you can try, there's so many different types Mm. of therapy. I would encourage you to research and find your own type of therapy that you feel would help you best. Because
0: ADHD is just a gift that keeps on giving. Like, it's very rarely just ADHD, is it? Like, it comes with a whole host of things that probably developed over, over, over a long over a life yeah. Cope, yeah, over a long life of having to cope and fit into a world that wasn't designed for you. Yeah. Um so yeah, I think there's I think there's a good argument for saying that therapy and medication should should always be considered after a diagnosis.
1: And coaching as well. ADHD coaching can help you get on the right footing. You can have an accountability partner. We spoke about how helpful and useful accountability partners are. Someone to talk to, to help you... Just talk about ADHD that will understand you because they have ADHD themselves that can be really beneficial in helping you get things together and put processes in place to help you manage and navigate the world of living with ADHD because it is hard and sometimes you do feel alone. So talking to somebody else can really help, especially somebody that can give you strategies to help improve your daily life. And then there's self-care as well. And we talked loads about self-care in our self-care episode. So we'd really encourage you to go back and listen to those. It's not specifically ADHD related, but it doesn't really matter. Those things are for anybody. I I'd highly recommend going back and listening to those.
0: Fab. Well, I think that's everything for today. So just got time, Sparky, to hear about what you have adhd this week.
1: So, so everyone knows, if you've been listening to the podcast, if you're a long-term listener, you'll know this. I have been waiting to see the... ADHD assessment service, or whatever you call it, referral for a long, long time. I finally didn't have my ADHD assessment, sorry, but I did actually get to see a psychiatrist. And um, it, was too, it, was, it was quite long. It was like two hours long, spoke to a psychiatrist about everything. Amazing uh, thought. She was really, really good. And then came out of the appointment, and the first thing I messaged, shall <laughs> was not adhd it's all anxiety
0: <laughs> i was literally like what the hell and then you were messaging me like more and more stuff like no she it was really in depth she was really good like we you know she talked to me for hours and hours she was asking those questions and, and and all i all i was like thinking is who is this fucking woman that's had a conversation with you and doesn't think you've had you have adhd <laughs>
1: But what I did is in true ADHD fashion is I got into my head because she'd mentioned anxiety and obviously we were talking about anxiety that she thought that I didn't have ADHD. So I came out of this appointment thinking... Well, you know, I've been saying I had ADHD all this time and I haven't. You were like,
0: quit the podcast, the whole thing's done.
1: And then I had a call from her because she had to tell me something. And I asked her the question because I'd been thinking about it for a few days. Like, so it's just anxiety then. She goes, oh, no, 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 no. Still carry on with your um, ADHD assessment because 100% you've got ADHD. That's (laughs) what I think you've got. It's just obviously talking about comorbidities. So... I do have a lot of anxiety as well. But at this point, um, we don't know if it's just because I've had undiagnosed ADHD for so long. So it could just be that I take ADHD medication and all of that goes away, which is what Sam was saying um, in our episode when we spoke to Sam. It's what happened with her.
0: Yeah, she she was able to come off her antidepressants, wasn't she? Yeah, Yeah.
1: But I do think I am going to try another type of medication. In the meantime, because I'm still waiting, and I've been told that it's going to be um, an 18 month wait.
0: What are you going to try? I'll
1: reveal all when when I've actually started taking it, because I think,
0: okay,
1: if I start saying I'm taking this, then I don't, I can't change my mind. Then, so I need a bit of time to think about it. But yeah, as it's related to medication, I thought I'd mention okay. it. Okay, that yeah, I'm going to try um, a different type of medication. It's not going to be an ADHD medication, obviously. It's going to be more to do with anxiety. Uh, but yeah. Uh, I will update you all in due course.
0: Okay, yeah. Let us let me know when you start taking something. Yeah, because I know you're going not... to love it. Because yeah, you love I am. Medication. Because even if it's not for ADHD, you're still a person with ADHD taking a medication. So yeah, I would like us to document that. That's become our thing.
1: Anyway, guys, I suppose we should leave it there this week because uh, we're in danger of rambling on over the time again. So we'll see you next week for talk on exercise we're going to be talking about exercise we've actually planned an episode in
0: advance what the hell we actually
1: have (laughs) see you later bye all right that's everything this week guys but if you want to carry on with the conversation join us over on our social media platforms we're on all the major channels and our handle is at a dopamine kick
0: we'd also be super grateful if you could leave us a review on the podcast wherever you're listening as it helps us to grow our audience and help more people Okay, we'll see you in the next one. Bye-bye. Bye.